Hey everyone, who are listening to the Modern Farm and Artisan Co-op Podcast. We are your hosts, Kat and Anna, and we are here connecting you to the lives and stories of our local farmers, makers, and educators that are all dedicating themselves to powerfully and positively impacting the Southern Utah community. Before we get started, take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date on new episodes. And if you haven't already, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you have the means consider supporting us on Patreon. Even if it's only $2 a month, it makes a world of difference. And as a thank you, you'll receive a shout out on the show. Another way you can support us is checking out our brick and mortar store at 55 North Main in downtown St. George. Follow us on Instagram at Mofico Utah to stay up to date on all the exciting things we are up to in the store, on the farm, and on the podcast. All right, so to get started, just give us some info on each of your backgrounds, kind of before you met, how you met, give us all the details. (laughs) All right, so I grew up in Northern British Columbia, and um, when I was 14, Todd was a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in my hometown, and uh, um, I always dressed up cute for the missionaries because, you know, yeah, I, I always thought they were cute. And so, cute. anyway, I had dressed up that day, but I don't remember meeting him, but he remembers meeting me. And um, and the dress, the color, and the flowers. Wow. How my hair looked. Um, but anyway, so then... I grew up and <laughs> I moved to Vancouver Island for my last year of high school and lived with my sister and he went up to Canada to see me and I didn't live at home and he called me and that's kind of how we reconnected and then um, I came down to the States to pursue him and to go to school <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, we dated for about a year and then we got married. That's kind of the short end of it. Wow. But yeah, I grew up in Northern British Columbia. So the way I remember it. <laughs> And she came down and called me to go hiking, hiking in science uh, in the Narrows. So you came to school here? I came to Cedar City. Cedar City. Oh, Cedar yeah. City. Yeah. And did yeah. you were here? Yeah, you grew no, up here? I live in Davis County. Oh, So okay. up north. So I came down and we went to science and uh, I went home and broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Truth bonds. (laughs) So what, you went up there to see her and you're like, oh, she's not here. It's a sign. I'll date this other person. No, they called me from Burns Lake and said, where are you? (laughs) And I said, I don't live there anymore. Uh, uh, Way to buy a plane ticket without research. That's okay. That's okay. Canada's wonderful. That's okay. Fishing, hunting, all that good stuff. So, you know. Oh my gosh. Even that's better hilarious. with girls, but you know, that's okay. That'll <laughs> come later. I'm not in a row. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have so many questions. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that's adorable. Okay, so you broke up with your girlfriend. Did you move down or you guys did like a long distance thing? Or did you go to BYU? What, did you were you in college? No, you were no, just like I was a head ground superintendent of a golf course oh, at the time. There you go. And it had winters off, so or you know mostly off grass doesn't grow in the winter. Mm-hmm. And so I would travel every weekend to see her and sleep on the worst hide a bed couch in the whole world. <laughs> 
Which worth you never it, said though. anything about. So. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> right. I didn't know it was a bad thing until later, until much later. <laughs> yeah, so I'd start laying, I'd start out laying normal on it. Uh-huh. And I learned real quick if I put my back against the back of the couch part. Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was a beauty. Yeah. So you go to bed and you're like, ah, oh, look. Yeah, well, done. <laughs> All right, so you guys got married a year later, and then, uh, I mean, when did the leather come into play? <laughs> oh, that was much later, oh. when we lived in Colorado, so we'd been married. I don't even know how long we'd been married. Well, when I was in high school, you guys know what a monkey's fist is? The knot? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I know what a monkey's fist is. I used to make is. those out of suede and mm-hmm. sell them to kids in my graduating class. It was a necklace. looked like a volleyball. Yeah. On your, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of my first experience with leather. Okay. And then, uh, then later it was my dad bought me stuff for my birthday. We worked on the golf course. Mm-hmm. And he'd forget it's my birthday. And my mom would call and say, hey, it's Todd's birthday. <laughs> so he'd go to the pro shop and he'd buy me something out of the pro shop. <laughs> and I remember getting a leather money clip. And then a couple years later, I got just a single pocket that holds your credit cards. Uh-huh. And it lasts forever. I mean, just forever. And and then we got to Colorado, and I bought this wallet from Walmart. And it had a metal clip in it, and it kept punching holes in my pockets, in my pants. It rubbed, rubbed through them. And so I was like, well, the oil field was shut down. And that's why I owned a trucking company in the oil fields. And we had this stent where you couldn't do anything. Right. And so we just started buying chunks of leather from, like, uh, people's garage sales and stuff like that. And bought some chisel needles for her sewing machine. It was this little sewing machine. Little brother sewing machine. That we almost <laughs> burned up. I was like, yeah, how did that work with leather? I was like, I don't feel like that's what that's meant for. No. We were we were stressing it a little bit. <laughs> but so so we just started messing around and then found out more about it. I wanted to make what I had my dad gave me back then. And so that's what I did. Started one and didn't want things to get punched in my hole, holes in my pockets. And so then Lucy had an Etsy page. And what were you selling? I was selling newborn photography picture, oh, like yeah, props right. and stuff. Yeah. And she goes, we well, put this on Etsy. And I'm like, more power to you. I got no clue. So she did. And we sold 40 wallets that Christmas. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, this is what we should do. Yeah. Well, it took a little time still. I think, I mean, that was like 2012. And he just kind of tinkered around. I mean, we were still in the golf. I mean, not the golf, but the trucking, the trucking industry in the oil fields. And it just took time. And he did it on his time off. And I was doing other things. So I wasn't learning any of it. I was like, that's all you, buddy. It's all yours over there. I so, built this, like, table that would be for my sewing machines. Like I was like, oh, sweet. Spread it all out. Have it totally set up. Made it myself. All myself. No, I'm just kidding. It helped a little. But I made it this big thing. On. And then I was like, here's your section over here, this little thing. And then here's my big one. He totally took it all over. Yep. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? My sewing machines were all, like, crammed in the little teeny section I made for him. <laughs> He had it all. Yeah. He, he had just it kept all. growing. <laughs> In the basement. And I tell, you got to tell him the story about my wastefulness. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when you sew, 
right? Yeah. You can like rip that seam, no big deal. Yeah. Not leather. And I would just look at him like, what are you doing? That is so wasteful. You're just throwing all that leather away. We weren't throwing it away, like, but you know, stacks you of stuff. You just ruined that, it. Yeah, like you sewed that wrong and you're just not going to fix it. You're just going to put it in a pile of like, we have this pile at the garage even right now of stuff that's not right. Failures. <laughs> Failures. <laughs> but we still show people, hey, we can make things like this, but you don't want this one. Anyway, so he would just mess with stuff up as he was learning and I was just appalled. I was like, this is so much waste. <laughs> Drive me crazy, right? I was crocheting and like, no mess clue. it up, you undo it. You just do yeah. it again or like you sew, you rip the seam, no big deal. For anyway, you. it wasn't until I started sewing that I was like, oh, you punch a hole in leather and it's kind of permanent. <laughs> you can't fix it. It's kind of committed. <laughs> so you have to get it, it right. It took me some time to so did you come make to that him reality. Like, start being like, well, why don't you sew through these things? <laughs> no, it would not like listen. a fabric. So like she make would. it out of the fabric. Oh. And well, then, that. so she tried to sell them. Why don't you just sell them for half off? I'm like, no, that's terrible. We can't. No, we're not doing that. It's like you could have a pile of seconds. No, he was totally against it. Uh, yeah, it's all about yeah. quality, no, right? So the, the idea of like sewing it in something else or like creating a pattern in something else is doesn't work because the thickness of the leather, which we have definitely failed at more than once, realizing that it's like, oh, we made that belt and that's why it didn't fit. <laughs> Let's make it again, um, because the thickness of the leather makes such a difference. <laughs> so, so interesting. Yeah, you can't just make it out of fabric and be like, oh, that worked. No, it doesn't it's work. It's really bad when somebody from New York calls you and says, um, it fits, but I'm in the very last hole at the very end. Uh, <laughs> did you measure right? Well, no. Okay, we'll send you a new one. Yeah. That's been a learning a learning curve that we're still learning. Yeah, we like it the best when you come and pick a belt because, like she said, the thickness of the belt makes a difference. And so when you put it around your waist, I can take your belt, whatever it is, but if it's not the same thickness, then I'm going to be off. about a mm. hole or two off. Wow. Yeah. And so I like to, to put a buckle on a belt, the one you want, have you put it on it, we mark it. And then I give you three holes on either side of where we marked. Yeah. So you got that whole expansion and contraction of winter weight and summer weight. <laughs> he points at me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's true. I get it. I have I three like, stripes on like, my belt. When you were like, you, know, you were like three, three on this side and three and on I that go, side. I was like, and oh. I like it. In the For summer, you, you go, you go. Whoop. Hey, I'm on summer weight. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go on vacation? Yep. Yeah. Back to winter weight. Winter weight. That's right. Winter weight. We need a stamp. Winter weight. Winter weight. Winter weight. <laughs> Just do it. Just be a scale. Be like a stamp. It's like winter, be, like the gas it'd be station so situation. So funny, like on gas. the inside, on the inside of the belt, if you had normal. Oh, summer, yeah. winter. Yeah. Like That's that would be plan. so funny. I would die if you saw the inside of it. I'd be like, look what this guy did. This is hilarious. Like, oh, I think we need to do that. Or like you could have one that's like, it's not that bad. Okay, maybe. Like, 
right. Time to Getting diet. Worried. We need help. <laughs> Just drink water today. It'll be fine. Water. Can Getting you like fast? Can you <laughs> exchange <laughs> the buckles on him? Yes. Because you could have one that says I'm at my winter weight, and then oh, you could have one that says I'm at my summer weight, nah. and you could just change it out depending on where you are. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. Ugh, we're I just throwing out ideas left and right today. We're all, I was like telling Lynn what she needed to make. I was like, no, do this. So. I think we need to, just a, a, a keychain that says... I'm sporting winter weight. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm sporting summer weight. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, so what brought you guys back from Colorado back to Utah? Huh. Well, it was a ton of things. I think all, like, lots of things that just brought us here, but... She's a gypsy. <clears throat> I am a gypsy. Actually, I have gypsy ancestors, so for real. <laughs> there you no, go. It's in your DNA. Yeah, that one we lost. Uh, yeah, real. yeah, right? I just, I like, oh, we've been here a minute. Let's go do something different. Um, I probably learned that way, too. Like, I love to learn things, and then I'm like, that was so fun. Let's go do it again oh. in something else. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was fun. Let's never do that again, and I'm going to totally shift gears and go over here. Yeah, I'm going to go learn that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, we, we have a son that was born with a cleft lip and palate, so all of his doctors were here. Oh. Um, that's kind of one of the things that started looking at that. And my mom is older. Um, she's going to be 85 this year. And so I wow. just I thought, oh, Southern Utah, that's a nice space for her to be in. She would have people her age that she could get to know. She could live with us. Um, so I had the desire to have her with us, mm-hmm. and that has not happened. But um, that was sort of a drive for me. And yeah, because she, she's like, I'm going to live in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Seriously. From Canada to Hawaii. I remember when you were telling me all of this. I was like... I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's so well, it's sorry. like one place it's hard to get to, and the other one's really hard to get to. No, yeah, yeah, right now. But yeah. um, I offered to move her there, but yeah, he did. She got this claustrophobia of an island. I mean, I lived on an island last year of high school. It was awesome. I would totally live on Vancouver Island again. I don't know why, but I think it was more so that it was just like, how do you get treatment for your son like, oh, right. on a small island? Yeah. And are you going to be driving, driving, driving through the? No, I'm just kidding. Flying back and forth all the time. Yeah, that would be. I wasn't sure how to handle that, but you know, my sister lives over there, and they're like, we mow people's lawns because that's like a cultural thing. You don't mow your own lawn, and they just, I don't know, it's a very different lifestyle over there that they're involved in, and they love it. They're all off the grid, 100%. Built, really? Built their own houses. Wow. They have solar power. They collect their water because they're on the rainforest side. They no just, she rock. They have, like, this big, like, tarp thing that they everybody puts over their front porch, and they just, it rains constantly, so then they just tip it down and wow. collect all their water, and, you know, but then they have, like fertilization issues right because yeah. it's constantly raining yeah. and so they all have koi fish and then they just water all their plants with the water that the comes fertilizer yeah fertilizer koi whatever maybe it's not koi fit yeah. tilapia yes. which is fish tilapia, anyway yeah. They have, yeah yeah it's like oh a, that's amazing but those grow avocados the size of footballs and it she's like i can't stop incredible. it i want to go to there yeah, yeah that and sounds has, great if you if you leave property unattended it will become jungle. Yeah, she's really? like any year like, you can't even you it can't walk can't through it. Can't walk through it. See, so they bought all these properties at um, on auction over there. They bought like five properties now, and one of them had a full house on it. 
And it's just gone. It's and no, been surrendered to the jungle. Right. No, they purchased it and they didn't. They couldn't see the house. It was oh. seriously a whole house built, finished. He kind of missed property. it with the track hoe. He was pushing all the jungle away, oh. and he kind of came yeah. in and grazed the side of the foundation and yeah. went, "Oh, yeah, well, there's, there's a house foundation. here." And the the house that they live in now, the the property that they bought, it had a foundation on it, so they just built on, built the, foundation. on the foundation. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Wow. But they said in a year, the jungle will completely take over. You can't walk in it. It's so dense. So if you hate trimming. (laughs) Don't go to Hawaii. Hawaii. (laughs) Or don't live on the rainforest side. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Uh, Wow. Jeez. So, uh, in my brain, how did we get here? I don't know. So, moving to Colorado from Colorado. (laughs) You know, we moved to Colorado probably the same way we moved here. I totally knew we were supposed to be there. And so, I was like, we're just supposed to go. And my sister, same sister that lives in Hawaii now, so there's the gypsy part of it for you. Um, They moved to Colorado and just started working in the oil fields and they're like, really good money. You guys should just come over. And we were struggling in the golf industry with him being a superintendent. We just couldn't make ends meet. And so we decided to go to trucking school. That was wild. And he went to trucking school and then we moved over to Colorado. Wow. Just lived there and we were there for 12 years. And it was awesome. There's a certain panic when you go to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then after... I don't know, 12 years, probably about three years after we started it. Like, you kind of rely on that. And when you go back to town, it's the same panic you felt when you were in Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's so many people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so this, to us, St. George is extremely fast-paced. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Like, slow down. Holy cow. Ivan's is a perfect transition for us. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I I remember when we moved here from Salt Lake, I was shocked because it was so slow. I was like, this is miserable. I can't live here. There's nothing going on. And then we moved to Denver. And we came back, and it had, like, skyrocketed, and there was cars everywhere. And I was like, this is not the utopia I remember. What are all these people doing here? I want my smoke. Go away. So, <laughs> so what years? Were, when, when did you live here originally, then move back? Uh, I don't even remember my life. I, I asked because I was here for college in 91. Oh, that's way before my time. And it was Snow Canyon was empty. The end of the earth. Yeah. I mean, that was so far out of bounds. And Hurricane. Yeah. Was a two lane road. Wow. Yeah. Out to town. My stepdad, when we moved here, he was like, "Yeah, you know, this guy wanted me to invest in property down in Hurricane like a long time ago." And he was like, "And I just was like, no, this place is dead." And he was like, "I kind of wish I would have done it now." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a yeah. mistake. You should be kicking your butt." Like. <laughs> It's like we should have bought an Ivan's in 91. Yeah, I yeah. know. Okay. Well, the year that we left, our friends bought a house out in Santa Clara, and it like it's it's bigger than our house, but it's pretty much the exact same house in Santa Clara, and it was like 145 or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, we came back and bought our house, and our house was like 190 in a year. I was like, and now you can't even are you can't even buy trailers yeah. for one night. Yeah, now, like, right. in the four or five years we've been townhomes are three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I know. Like, I think that we could sell That's our so house awesome. for a lot, but then I told yeah, mine, I was like, we'd have to be done with Southern Utah because we couldn't afford to buy it. Yeah. There's just nowhere to go. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, were, to we go. were even looking in Kenosha. Like, yeah. we're like, let's see what's out there. Oh no, just kidding. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Why you just stay over there? It's, there's no yeah. 
like, out in the nothing. Like, like, I just want to live in, what is it called? Dog Valley. There's nothing there. Let's go live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, Except for the there. land is still really expensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Matters now. No. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like impossible to build stuff now, too. That's right. So it's weird. You built out of leather. Just everything is leather. She laughed. Leather. Okay, I laugh because <laughs> the other day I was cutting out hat labels. Uh-huh. And I'm like laying them out, and I'm like, look, Todd, it's like a mosaic. Like, let's, like, we could put those on walls. That's really cool, right? <laughs> he was like, he just looked no. at me. He's like, uh, I know, maybe. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. You should do it. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. We made a rug, and our kids stole it. So. Yeah. Oh. I gave it to him, but there yeah, you go. stole See? it. See? Rugs. Yeah. That's um, awesome. So, uh,. So, so you started making these wallets, and then how long was it between your first one and like being like, okay, we, I'm getting in on this, we're doing it seriously. So it wasn't until we moved here, and we we actually took probably like a year. We moved here in the end of December, I mean like the end of 2017, like a week before Christmas, and that was it was just a it was a big transition for oh, us. Yeah. It, I yeah. think it took that whole year. It's brutal. And um, shock. Yeah, it was busier. It was just a new job, new like he was driving to Vegas every day. It was kind of insane. Wow. But in like 2000, end of 2018, I just started feeling like I need to drop everything. I was telling Anna earlier, like I had tons of newborn props. I had backdrops. I had all kinds of stuff, like huge bean bags, like newborn props, like crazy. Took pictures, did all that stuff, and I was just like, I have to set it all aside and just focus on the leather. And so in 2019, that's what we did. I just started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to come out here and learn what I can learn, what I can do. It's just only started been that long. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know you guys have been at this way longer. I He's was like, been at it since 2012. Right. But I have not. Yeah. I just started in 2019, the beginning of the year. So do you guys do this full time now? We do. We do. You wow. do? Just oh six goodness. weeks ago. Oh, really? Like six weeks ago. Barely. Oh, my God. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> so were you still doing trucking? Yes. Okay. The very first, like, farmer's market day was our anniversary. Are you serious? And that was the, the first day that he... That was, that was my first yeah. day. Like, Friday was his last day at work, and wow. Saturday we did the market the first And you guys time. had a really good first market. Yeah, So it did. must have been, like, validating. Yeah, yeah. it totally was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. So super great. That's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Good for you guys. Yeah. Man, that's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So now we're only six weeks into it. <laughs> <laughs> you still feeling good? Yeah. Feeling? Oh, yeah. 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 Still, oh, yeah. yeah. Still busy that we... I got the best commute in the world. <laughs> Two steps out the back door of the garage. It's beautiful. Every morning I'm like, look at that view. <laughs> Sweet, open the garage door. Yeah. Now that we could just have the cool airs of Colorado, like the air. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No like kidding. Christmas every day. <laughs> But you know, I, I don't know. I kind of like waking up sweating. Do you know? <laughs> such a nice it's thing. It's a gift, really, if you think about it. Well, all I know is that we July. never had air conditioning until we moved here. Oh, really? And it freezes me out in the summertime. Like, I'm like, I just want to go outside and feel the warmth. So then when I'm cold in the winter, I really miss that. I'm just like, I just want the hot sun. I know. I just want to feel I know. it. I like, I, I love it. <laughs> 
just, I mean, like, I lately the heat has been real bad because this yeah. is a big heat wave, and I yeah. feel like it came on quite suddenly. But the yes. rest of the time, I'm like, nope, it's worth it. This oh, is worth it. Is. it. This mm-hmm. is worth it. Like every time I look at my family's Instagram, I'm like, I'm so glad I am not there. <laughs> no, like Montana's pretty, yeah. but only in the summer. I can see that it's three o'clock in the afternoon and it's dark. So uh-huh. I'm not going, you know, because I didn't even realize how big of a difference in sunlight they, you know, because they're so much higher up and in latitude. Yeah, that it's just dark all the time and cold and miserable, and I'm not going. There's too much construction. I love, I love Montana, but no. We haven't had winter since we moved here. Yeah, right. We were used to January, the first 10 days of January in Craig, Colorado. Mm -hmm. 30 below. Oh, my God. This is guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, it's going to happen. Probably three of those days. So we we lived here, and I was like, oh my gosh, you you don't have to deal with snow. And then they promoted me to Denver, and we moved to Denver, and I got pregnant with Ira, and it was like the first real winter, and like in March the snow was up over our front door, and I just remember turning to Monty, and I was like, you can't raise kids here, they'll die. Like, Like, I was serious. I was having a mental breakdown. I was like, our kid is going to die here. We're going to die in this house buried under the snow and no one will ever find us. And he was like, so do you want to move back to St. George? And I was like, yeah. Like, I was wrecked. It was one of those, like, just pregnancy breaks. And I remember it vividly. And every time I look at him, I was like, you would have died in the snow. Like, you would have been that kid that would have died in the snow. Like, I, I stand behind it. I don't think I was crazy. I couldn't do it. Oh, so when I was a kid, actually, for the longest time, I thought that this was a, a full-on, like, dream, not an actual memory. But, um, so I'm the youngest of, like... Well, I'm the youngest of 16, right? So I'm like oh number 15, gosh. and then I have one younger sister. So all I have all these older siblings that living living at home. But anyway, that's not the important part. I didn't realize it was 16. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm number 15. From the same mom, like all um, the same mom. Two from a previous marriage, my okay. two oldest siblings. So 14 still. Yeah. From, wow. That no, man. that's 16. There's still 16 kids in that house. There oh, are 16 oh, yeah, in eight, the house. Like kind of eight and eight. But so her older brother is older than my mom. Whoa. Yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Some of, like, I had never seen my oldest sister until one of my sisters got married, and she came to the door of the hotel, and she knocked, and we thought, oh, it's the cleaning lady. So my sister, my oldest, like, my sister just older than me, Lisa, we opened the door, and we're like, oh, sorry, we're not ready yet. We shut the door in the face. And she, like, knocked again, and she was like, I'm your sister, Anne. And we're like, oh, hi, Mom, we were like, Anne's here. Yeah, we don't know who this lady is. What's your name again? Anne? Yeah. Anne? Okay. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> so we, I, I had seen pictures, but I'd never met her. Wow. Because I was so much younger than her, and she had her own kids by then, and were, who were older than me. And so. Like, like he's nodding. Yeah. My mind is blown. Oh, that's crazy. Family reunions are incredibly crazy. And yeah. hard to, like, coordinate. I bet. 200 descendants. Oh. 200. 
not including spouses. No, no. It was 876 descendants That's in true, 100 years when that we were first just got married. children and their children's children. No spouses. No spouses. So not is it common me. in your family for them all to have like that many? It About is eight. with the older siblings. I have wow. sisters that have 10 kids. Oh, yeah. And, and eight like kids. eight kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have four. We got four. <laughs> We're like on the end of like, oh, you guys have four. Yeah, we have four. <laughs> Only four? <laughs> We're underachievers. Is that, is that weird for you? Or are you like, oh my God. No, I'm pretty sure four was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you like, do you ever just like watch? Because sometimes, I mean, like I'm not a great mom, but I, like, I feel like we do things for our kids and I'm like, there's only two of you. There's not five. It's like your life is so much better than what mine was. Like, and I'm actually a little jealous. Do you ever just sit there and you're like, there's only four of you. Oh, I You get time with us. I know your names. (laughs) One family picture. Shut up. (laughs) No, I loved it so much. We had so much fun as kids. That's cute. It was crazy, and it was a blast. Like, my mom was so hardcore. She she would put on these, like, Christmas Eve. Like, Christmas Eve was the biggest oh, yeah. thing we celebrated at my house, Christmas and Christmas Eve. And we would have all kinds of people over at our house, and we would make hors d'oeuvres, like, cons- like crazy, like, frog legs and escargot. And she was just an entertainer. She totally loved having people over. And we wow. would, like... My brothers would do poetry. Like we'd sit down and like sing songs and poetry and like with all the neighbors and everything was candlelit. It was like magic. It was the best. The first And it was everywhere. Like our over, I mean like we had like a huge, really big dinner table, obviously for all of us. And then a really large kitchen. It was just all covered in food and desserts and Wow. It was the best fun. Like, I don't even really remember Thanksgiving. It was just like, I think we talked about U.S. Thanksgiving because my parents are both from the States. and That's a Canadian thing, the States. <laughs> the States. We would come to the States. We'd call it the United States. Yeah, the States. we just call it the States. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you guys don't call it the colonies. <laughs> nope. We probably were referred to as the colonies. <laughs> oh, you're from the colonies. Great. Uh, the but, first family yeah. gathering I went to, they broke out in song. They're all standing around the piano. Just started. Did they wheel the piano in? I'm like, like this is. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little weird. He's from a group of four, and they what? are not as close as we are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you have your own chorus line. Yeah. You know, you got a 16 part harmony. You gotta take advantage of that. It's a small baseball team, right? Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, we were all home at the same time, but, you know, I think there were eight of us at one time. I'd have to think about it and count. <laughs> wow. That is so you amazing. Know, but I didn't have my own bed until I was, I don't know, 14 or something. But So back to this memory, which I know we got really lost on. But we were talking about the snow, okay, and your uh-huh. experience. But we had it snow one time where it was over the doorways. And I literally forever thought it was just a dream. But we jumped off of the roof, because we had two stories. We jumped off the porch roof into the snow and just like dug around in the snow. And then in January, it would get to 50 below and that was common. And it wow. would not snow all of January. It was just 50 below. Oh. And your peach peach fuzz on your face would have frost. Everything would have frost. It was so cool. And you could literally snap your hair. If it was wet, you'd just break it. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. That it was so wild. cold. <laughs> I don't know how people lived or survived. I don't know how I survived. But we did. And we had a blast. I loved the winter. 
but I don't know. I'm really great. It doesn't even sound fun. You're like, you're like saying it. I'm like, oh, not so fun. Burrowing in holes under the frozen subterranean layers. <laughs> so great. <laughs> you're going to have to, what is that scene in Star Wars? You're going to have to cut open a Wook Wook oh, yeah. to live in it to make it through the night or something. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, uh, wow. Anyway, so in this crazy childhood, both of you, is there anything that would have been like, well, yeah, I'm going to grow up and leave a, live a creative existence. I'm going to be making leather for a living. Okay. I grew up with my both my parents were entrepreneurs like oh, right. I just grew up in that environment okay and so for me it was supernatural to just yeah. like I have several siblings that have their own businesses in fact I would say the majority of us run our own business oh cool and wow. the weird ones have jobs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you rest. hear that family <laughs> you're the weird one and, and we say it loosely <laughs> like I can't I can only think of three maybe that have jobs everybody really? else has like a business that they own and run wow yeah. that's amazing so I just grew up in that environment and it was supernatural for me but not so much for Todd it was like no I grew up working on golf courses my dad's been a ground superintendent for almost 50 years wow and so everything we did on the golf course was to prepare for you know a year from now right and so regimented every you knew what you're doing we were um somewhat pioneers in how we took care of the golf course like we were the weird guys (laughs) did you hear what those guys did that no one ever does that but it's working (laughs) and so so she loves to knock it out right Uh like right now we got 800 knife strups you know that you sharpen your knife on Uh to make and she likes to just power through it like you have 800 to make yeah and so it's like a we're train wrecking right trying to get through it Uh and I'm like well let's just do 120 a day and that's me just slow and steady yeah just not yeah 120 a day is slow and right. steady running the race good right. for you man way to put let's do 800 right now i'm like we can get 800 hour. done in five hours the sweep can do it oh really we yeah. could do it you could <laughs> i mean you have to be seriously committed today was not a committed day but no, today was a distractive day oh my gosh oh, yeah, yeah we well, got three yeah. almost 300 today oh wow today was paperwork day yeah, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, it's we feel amazing. failed. <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> so I was like, you could have got 800 done today. You could have done. Oh, my God. <laughs> Instead, I have to wake up to 534 leather straps tomorrow. And that just really chaps my Tuesdays. <laughs> chaps your chaps? Because uh, chaps are made out of leather. Chaps my chaps. Chaps my Okay, I want to know because Todd just says it is chaps, and I call it chaps. I'm pretty sure he's correct, but still. Is it really? Chaps? chaps? I don't know, man. But there's, and I'm there's not the person to ask because I'm an know. idiot. My word is chaps. I think it's chaps, but it's spelled chaps. Yeah. yeah. So but I think would, it's chaps. Where would that come Where would the S come from? I don't know. Like, isn't there Some French cowboys? Weird. Why do we call them Tetons? They're French people. You're Canadian. Why is it called Shaps? Yeah, the no French please. messed it up. Because yeah. <laughs> those French Canadians are weird. Because the Cause French. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know about the French, but the French Canadian. The French feel the same. Good. 
Just the French feel the same. I think the French Canadians feel the same. Well, isn't that like that's how there's Creoles? Like the Creole language is there? Like so, there's a French, and they go to the Canada, and there's the French Canadian, and then they came down and migrated down, and then they got stuck in the Bayou and turned into Creole. Uh, yeah, like it's just right. yeah, like it's so crazy when you yeah, follow the, that language. The French in France kind of look down on the French and Canadian. Oh, I thought you meant Creole. I was like, yeah, they probably do. <laughs> All I know is that the French that they teach us in school in Canada is to speak in French, not to speak in Quebec. It's not Quebec. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The way I the way I learned it is that Quebecois is like a duck speaking French. I don't know how, like, I don't know how for all of our Canadian audience. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) And if we're not correct, I don't know what to tell you. We're American. Like a duck speaking French. Oh, all right. Okay, cool. So, anyway, so what's the meaning behind Lazy Three? How did you get that name? Well, so my parents have a brand that is a three upright. With cattle brand. A cattle brand. Thank you. A three Certified. with a lazy S. The little S is all the way tipped over. And so we were trying to, we took a class. Uh, what does the S stand for? Swenson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three lazy brothers. This, or I don't actually know. It's like three, three lazy Swenson. I'm trying to find. I go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like pinpoint the story behind it, but. My dad, my dad sorry. passed away in 2004, uh-huh. and so I don't get to ask him. And his, he's the youngest of all of his siblings. Um, wow. So I don't actually know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't really know exactly how or what the three, the S, the three and the S stand for. But my mom said it was three Swenson brothers. And they always, like, when they make brands, they do that, right, to distinguish themselves from yeah. other brands, to tip them to the side or the whatever. So anyway, we... We took a class. We used to be Desert Mountain Trading was our name, our business name in Colorado. Because we were Desert Mountain Transport was our business, our trucking business. And we just thought, oh, Desert Mountain Trading. And That's then we, cute. we That's took cute. a class on building your business. And, like, and no they, desert. And well, they just said, you know, your business doesn't really explain what your name doesn't really coordinate with what you do. And so mm-hmm. we started talking about, we had a lot of fun. <clears throat> we started talking about what we should name the business. Date night. It was awesome. It was. And we had a great time. And <laughs> we were coming up with all kinds of funny stuff that we could sell. But we just decided that Lazy 3 instead of Lazy S would be better. Lazy S leather. So like, <laughs> exactly. Like you heard it. <laughs> I was like, ooh. I was like, people might get that confused or that would be really easy to say a different way. So we just took the three and made it lazy. And so it's my parents' brand. That's kind of how that started. That's lazy cool. Three and yeah. After not my you lazy Swenson brothers. Snip sauce. Yeah. So, I, well, that's, that was one of the things we want to make a snip, snip sauce. So we had a horse when I was young, and all the horses were older. Like my older siblings rode them, and they were just were kind of at the end of their lives. But we had a horse named Snip, and it was my dad's favorite horse. And. You one, ate day, it. one day he just wasn't there. You ate it. And the siblings would all tease us. They were like, oh, dad sold him to the glue factory. So then I had this missionary because I liked the missionaries. We already talked about that. But um, this one missionary bought me a bottle of glue and gave it to me, like took off the label and it said snip sauce. <laughs> <gasps> and so I, I kept it forever. So we were like, 
We should make snip sauce. That would be hilarious. Like only to us, right? <laughs> so funny. We were thinking make of some kind of leather bomb that's called you snip, know, sauce. Yeah. Oh, snip sauce. Yeah. Snip sauce. That was cute. You should do that. Yeah, we just, yeah. We're talking to somebody actually. Yeah, we got somebody. <laughs> it's in the works. It's in the works. We don't know if he'll call it snip sauce, but I would really like to. We're gonna call influence him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I don't even know. That's yeah. That's kind of where that name came from. Todd came up with it. Like he was the one that suggested it on date night. Oh, cute. Um, but I loved it. I was like, yeah, lazy three leather. It so, sounds good. But we do struggle with people actually reading the three. So we're trying to figure that out right now. Um, people are always like, oh, lazy leather, and I'm like, no. We're lazy and leather. Yeah. Yeah. They're like lazy and leather, and I'm like, no, that's a three. <laughs> I, I know it's hard to see. Like, I don't know, this three that turns the side. People just don't oh. see it. So, huh. anyway, we had someone suggest to us just to, actually, I was like, let's make it like the three, like, really crazy, you know, like dancing with arms or something. No, do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what the person suggested. But anyway, someone suggested they're like, you should just say lazy with a three, and then leather company should just be like yeah. a subtitle. So, we're working on that right now to try to change it because it's missed. Yeah, huh. anyway, it is. And we'd like it to I was just thinking missed. that. I was like, I did call you guys lazy leather for a really long time, and you kept saying three. <laughs> lazy three leather. <laughs> And I'm not sure why, but it's totally like all the time. I'm like, that's a that's a three. I don't missed. It gets missed. So, huh. well, we'll now you know. Now people know. Yeah. Now it's, it's better not mess three. it up. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't know anything more to add to that. That's where it came from. Yeah, that's where it date came night. from. Yeah, date night. Date night. <laughs> Friday night. Yeah. Harmons. Salad, Salad bar. <laughs> I like it. We love it. Upstairs. It's pretty good. <laughs> we love oh, it. Oh, the one over in Santa Clara. That yeah. is, I love that Harmon's. That See? is a night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Proofs in the I've never been upstairs. I almost feel like I don't deserve to go up oh, there. Sure. Like it's You're safe. over. You're, over. <laughs> You're an adult. You're an adult. Now has a sign that says, "If you're over, if you're not under 16, you have to be accompanied by an adult." And I'm like, "Oh, that says something." <laughs> it's, it's salad bar elevated. Yes. There you go. Quite elevated. <laughs> it's not subtle. How involved are your kids? They are more involved now. Sometimes it's hard to involve them. Yeah. Because, well. Obviously, I'm a stickler about Weinstein leather, <laughs> so I, um, you know, I don't want to. But recently, I've thought we have we have so much scrap, and we're always trying to figure out how to use it. But I'm like, if I'm out there making a wallet, they should be out there making a wallet with all of our scraps, because yeah. then they'll at least learn. But they do some stuff with us. They cut out like our business cards. Yeah, they kind of coin. we have presses like. Um, hydraulic presses that click out our parts for us. Mm, they're called cool. clicker dies. And um, they can they do that with us. So maybe not and they have sewn. I've done like little classes where they all made their own like project Liberty our youngest daughter made a wall uh, journal. And they all sew cool. like they know how to sew on the machines, but it's hard to involve them sometimes when you try okay, it's hard for me to involve them yeah. because I'm like, get that done. <laughs> you are just not out of I want to plow through it. Yes, yeah. get it done. And I go, yeah, go try that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the the oldest one helps you set up at the market, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do come to the market with us. Yeah, yeah. they less and less like to. <laughs> They're like, we did that. They really enjoyed the first market because they got to just go everywhere. And then the second time, they were like, yeah, we went there. I, was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> 
Um, wasn't as exciting yeah. as it was the first time. No. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Well, then you're hardcore. Yeah. I still know me. Yeah. Hardcore four years later. So, like, where do you guys source your leather from? We are working on trying to get more locally sourced stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, locally in the U.S. So we've now found three different tanneries. The first one we found was Wicket and Craig, and I couldn't tell you where they are, but they're in the east. Everybody's in the Ohio. east. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's where Weaver Leather is. Yeah, they're both there. <laughs> and then um, another local one is called Law Tanning, and they've been really fun to work with. They have some and really that cool one stuff. Is, um, Indiana, and oh. then. Um, Pennsylvania. Chrome XL is Tannery Row in Chicago. That one's a new one we've just gotten into. And then we found uh, the Hyde House, which is more a distributor than a, a tannery. And they're out of California. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised there's not more here with all the cows that people raise. Like, what do people do with the hides? Well, they can sell them, and they do sell them to the east, but it's oh. actually not because there are no tanneries in the west Mm -hmm. it's not very easy to transport them (laughs) and they don't stay good always long enough to get in there yeah that sounds disgusting Mm -hmm. it is (laughs) (laughs) well i don't yeah Mm -hmm. so do you guys when you hear wilson wilson company what do you think of the wilson leather yeah okay i've never heard of it wilson is pretty good Oh, gloves. Oh, Okay, so their original business is meat. Oh, They're there you go. They used a byproduct. So they started Wilson Leather Sporting Goods. There you go. Wow. But how much of their stuff now is still actually leather? Is it all synthetic Quite now? A bit of it is. is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. that's impressive. In fact, you can buy like basketball or football or baseball that's leather why from baseball there. Baseball glove costs two hundred fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's kind of cool to look at. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm we getting also is like Horween, Horween leather. Yeah, Horween is um, really nice. It's another too. local. So those are some of the places that we source locally, and then Weaver leather is one that's it got imported leathers that we use and, oh, and Tandy leather. And Tandy leather. And are those in Canada or where are they? They're U.S. based. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. They're just but they import mm. from. Lots of different places, yeah. Yeah, Honduras. They're not, like, their tanneries aren't local to the United States, made in the United States. Mm -hmm. They're imported, but their leather is still good. I mean, it's still nice, right? I mean, people love Italian leather. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, anyway. Is there any difference between Italian leather and... She's like, yeah, yeah, there is. is. There's a big difference. I would say Uh, that there is a difference. Okay. Um, Depends on the hide that you're buying. It totally just all depends on the hide. Yeah. Is it just the process they put it through? I mean, because cows are cows, right? Well, they raise them different too, right? I don't know about that, but they made... Well, they I do haven't if it's Kobe them. beef. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the basically, it's you have the full grain leather. So the first thing everybody thinks of, oh, it's genuine leather. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> so when you hear genuine leather, you should think particle board. Really, hundred oh. percent. And you should maybe test that in case you want to. <laughs> yeah, because within a couple months, it's going to fall apart. Wow. So if you can picture. Um, 20 foot stories 
20-foot building, and it's got a huge drum in it, and they can put about 100 hides in it, so 100 cow hides in it, and they tumble this. And depending on what kind of leather they're making, it could be in there for three days, three weeks, or three months. And then they have a door on the side, and they bring it down to the floor of this huge warehouse, and they dump all the contents out. All the water, all the hides, okay? And once they've picked them up and put them on the dryer clips and put them in the dryer, then they go around with a big squeegee, and all the chunks that have fallen off, they compact together, and that makes genuine leather. And then they paint it and they paint it press and it. stain it and squish it so they can make belts out of it and stuff like that. Huh. And the stuff that we use is the actual hides that they hung up and dried out. And so when you hear full grain leather, that's the good stuff. Top grain leather is something that has had the very top part of the skin trimmed off so that it's all uniformed. Okay. And then they stain it or paint it to make it look really, really nice. Or they even press it to give it like a texture to make it look like it's full grain leather. Like it's oh, okay. embossed almost. Yeah. In big rollers. And so we kind of, we, we do everything out of full grain leather because we like the scar marks from the, yeah. the barbed wire and maybe the cow, you know, ran into something, got in a fight. Horns. I totally love the story behind like the leather. Yeah. 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 Right. Got in a fight. That one crazy Friday night at the cow bar. <laughs> this is this one. This was a roadhouse cow. <laughs> <laughs> well and I we made even stuff out of just like the brands. I love that. Oh yeah, that's brand, cool. it's like, oh this is like the whole life of the cow is in that brand. Oh that's cool. Right. And the rancher behind it and his whole Story, story and stuff, yeah. Right? And so yeah. When you see that brand, and to me, it's like there's so much in that brand. So your passport wallet. Uh huh. We've made those with the brand from the actual cow. That's. I mean, like, side. I'm into that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. And so when we see those, if they're usable, and sometimes the brands are way too big, but sometimes they'll be just right. Yeah. And I think one time we got four. We did. We got four. Of the, of the same, exact brand. same brand. It was so cool. About four hides, or they call it hide. It's a side. It's only half of a cow, uh-huh. and so generally you only get a brand on one side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we bought these four, and they were all branded. Oh my gosh. The same way. Oh my gosh. And it was really nice. So we made some wallets. We sold them for a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. That was well, and I got to make this one custom Christmas gift last year. And the brand that I, because the lady wanted this very specific leather that the company doesn't make that color anymore. Like their colors have changed a little bit over time and so it's not as light. And and I'm like, well, the only piece I have has this brand on it, if you're okay with it. And I took a picture of it and she's like, those are my husband's initials. And I was Whoa. like, holy crap, this is so cool. It's meant <laughs> so to I, be. I got to make this like notebook for her husband with his initials on it and then we branded like we put his brand on it we laser engraved the brand and then made him a wallet to match and i was just like this is the coolest gift yeah that is yeah anyway it was and we'd done it before I love stuff he, like that. she had ordered him a couple multi-tool pouches yeah previously and we lasered his brand his cow brand on the front of it yeah that's cool that's so cool turn customer yeah. but yeah it was it was a cool gift that's awesome yeah. I love it. Yeah, that is really cool. That's really cool. 
So I think we explained. Okay, so, well, so then what's the difference between full grain leather and faux leather that people are so used to seeing now? How would... Faux is man-made. 100%. And it doesn't have nearly the life and... No, yeah. it'll wear out. I mean, people say, actually, I have had customers say, oh, it's supposed to have a really long life. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's non-biodegradable. <laughs> So sure, it's gonna last a super long time. Like, <laughs> yeah, we recently learned about like a really big name product, and I was in shock when I looked at it, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! Yeah. This thing a will very, break very down popular. for uh, forever. It's totally made of plastic and rubber, and people it's, pass it off as leather, and they think it's so awesome. It's like, fabric impregnated. It. It's basically rubber." that's been impregnated into fabric. Canvas, yeah. But they pass it off as leather. And I was like, this one? And it's a very, 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 very popular, expensive bag company. (laughs) Hey, that was a cool one. I'll tell you after who it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, we cut one up. She wanted some stuff made out of it. And At first, was I was like, super nervous. I was like, I don't want to cut your bag. It's, it's a like $2,200 garment bag. Yeah. I was like, no. And she goes, cut it up. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm not doing that. And then I cut it up, and I was like, oh. And then when we cut <laughs> into it, we went. People who buy this are stupid. Wow. <laughs> They're looking for leather. You shouldn't say that. Oh, you know, my gosh. I'm like, if you're trying to buy a high-quality product, that's what she said. I'm so excited for this really high-quality leather. And I was like, this isn't leather. It's plastic. Did you tell her that? Yes. And what did she say? She was like, really? Yeah. Like, the only bit of leather is the trim, and it's, like, the crappiest thin. It tore apart like cardboard. I was like, oh my sorry, gosh. but it's pretty bad now, but it's not leather. So that was interesting. Wow. Anyway, but, yeah, it's... Uh, anyway, we're totally rambling, but... <laughs> well, I've yeah. kind of heard the same thing about, like, all the vegan leathers. I mean, like... They're very, very intensive. They take a lot more material than like raising a cow. Like, yeah. but pe- it's plastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know if all the vegan stuff. I don't know what it's. It's made. not I've all read plastic. A bit about it. It's not all plastic. Yeah. It's supposed to be like made of plants. Plant like, based. These shoes are actually a vegan leather. Before I expanded my knowledge, but these are made from plants. Somehow they, I don't know what they yeah. seal it with, but. Yeah, they, there's a ton of processing that goes through it. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's as much chemical, because I read an yeah. article yeah. in the last, I don't know, three months or something about it, and yeah. it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of chemical right. involved in that, because that's the big talk right now. People are like, oh, the chemicals that are used in making leather, and I'm like, yeah, but there's as much or more yeah. of making your vegan product. Well, and you have to think that's about how many plants better. had to be grown and cut down to make the vegan products but anyway yeah, we digress we listen to a guy from is he Nova Scotia remember who I'm talking about no one of these oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's from he's, he's I think he's from Saskatchewan Saskatchewan <laughs> So he talks about uh, harvesting. <laughs> what did me? Oh you probably know who he is. I know. Oh, well, we'll share with you because we'll it just makes it. me yeah. laugh. Really Anyways, hardcore, but. he says that uh, he basically explains that all the vegan products take tons of diesel fuel and tractors and large equipment and to plastic produce. plastic and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you can put a cow in a field and let him eat. And then he gets processed at the end of his life. And then three months later, he's, his 
skin, which is leather, uh, lasts a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. How long have you had your passport wallet? Well, since I met you guys. So like, that was the first fall of well, 2019. Yeah. Was it that? No, no. It must have been the fall of 18. Maybe we It was a small business Saturday. Yeah. In, in 18. Down on the campus uh-huh. in the little uh, Maybe it was elementary 19. school. They I think it was 19. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. really weird. Yeah. It's 2020. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Sucked up all our lives. Yeah, I think yeah. Twenty nineteen was like a whole lot longer ago than yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, like it's been five years ago. But <laughs> I always think that twenty twenty was five years long. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. Because I was like, that was the farmers market season that wouldn't end. Like I felt like that was a five year long thing. I was like. I felt like I left my youth on the other side of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I feel like I'm 40 right now because of 2020. Oh, I love 40. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, 40 was great, Dad. <laughs> yeah, suck it up. Um, but yeah, I love my wallet. I still love my wallet. It's beautiful. Okay, so how do you guys find inspiration for your pieces? Mm, Pinterest. <laughs> and YouTube. Yeah. And other makers. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, probably. I don't know. How about you? I'm like, I mean, honestly, I don't get on YouTube a ton, but do you like, I mean, when you say other makers, do you see something and you're like, oh, I'm going to make exactly that? Or do you go and you look at it and you're like, no, you missed the mark. You got to fix this part. And then you try and do that. I think it's a bit of both. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes we're like, we want to learn to make that thing you made because it's awesome. And then, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, just kidding. And then the brain takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Twisted a little bit. Yeah. I follow a ton of Western <coughs> makers and South makers and all that kind of stuff. And actually, this wallet now that I'm carrying, this is originally made to be tooled uh, like a saddle. Oh, wow. This this actual design, but I I don't I don't like that. So we take their what their designs are and we make it out of the leather that we love yeah and it changes it completely so this would be a a completely western wallet and we added the id pocket cool and it's got two pockets inside i know that's really cool so you can carry makes me want to carry cash and then this one right here (laughs) is spring-loaded Oh. oh, that's fancy. So you can fold it out. And the beauty of it is it's the exact same width as cash. So you, yeah, you, I do that. The thing that, I think the thing that sells our products the most oh, cool. is when nice. you put it in your hand, it's like, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd hit someone yeah. with that. <laughs> it just did. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I see those every week at the farmer's market, and I never picked it up because I wasn't videotaping, but I like that. Yeah, and one of the hard things is is that it gets better when you put your stuff in it. Yeah. Because everybody that has a wallet wants 40 cards to fit in that wallet, and they want it to be a half inch thick. Right. And so we make them as thin as possible, and when you pick them up off the shelf, it feels like it's a floppy mess. Right. But as soon as you put your cards in it... It's nice and stiff. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It becomes the backbone of the product. So look at how thoughtful. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Could and you could see you, them like that. Could that's you turn cool. old saddles into stuff like this? Yes. Have you done that before? We've done... Um, what was it? 
we've done a few things that way where you you know old leather jackets and stuff like yeah. that and we used to find baseball gloves we've done a couple baseball gloves that you go to the thrift store yeah and cut those apart and some of my older ones there's some really cool um hinge <coughs> systems in it oh. and so it's hard because it's Wilson A2000 glove, and that's my childhood, right? right. Played baseball with it every summer, and I'm like, that's a really cool hinge. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my baseball glove. So I haven't, I haven't been able to bring myself to cut it apart. Right. But I'd love to make a notebook or something right. with that hinge. In, cool. in the back of it in the spine well so we used to build cabinets we used to do woodworking too in the, in the past and uh, at the time when we would make cabinets and furniture and whatever we'd walk around places and be like oh did you see that crown molding like or that piece molding is so sweet right and now we're like oh did you see that leather hinge <laughs> or like did yeah did you see that couch that's sweet <laughs> and couch is amazing Todd's always like I think women look at me weird because I look at their shoes <laughs> he's like I'm always like oh those are cool sandals how would I make that sandal yeah and they're like All the what time. are you looking at my feet for <laughs> I got a thing not even your feet. Your shoes. She's like, where'd you get those shoes? Those are cool. Yeah. Like, I like those. You give those to me when you're done. <laughs> I want to take them apart and make a pair. Yeah, take them apart. And you gotta oh so if That's any of awesome. our listeners have leather shoes That's that they're right. not using anymore, that you want to have remade. Oh, that you want remade. You guys can make oh. shoes. We are we like we haven't made a ton, but we have made our kids' sandals. Yeah, oh. leather Currently. sandals. Dabbing That's cool. It. I totally want to make shoes. That's, That's awesome. Is that like a co- cobbler? Cobbler is like really cobbler. Yeah, but there's That's a whole lot cool. involved in a cobbler. We met a yeah, lot of cobbler and we were like, maybe. We yeah, we're doing work with a local shoe repair guy. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we're cutting out holsters for him and um, multi tool pouches. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So we have a clicker service 12 ton clicker. If you have a product you need cut, we'll do a die, and we can click them for you in seconds instead of half hour, or hour. Wow. What is what is the clicking? Like, what so is it's a it's a press. It's like oh oh oh. So you lay okay. your material up on a <laughs> you lay your material up on on a big cutting board. Yeah. And we put basically an industrial cookie cutter. Oh, wow. That's cool. You know, eighth inch thick steel. It's been sharpened and molded into the shape you need. Wow. And then you just set your whatever material it is, except for steel, and you put it up there and bring the arms over and hit it, and it will click it for you. You just go... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, Kat. Thank you. Yeah. Anything I can do? Anything else you need? I'm here all day. Okay. I like how nobody caught my shoe off yet, though. They were like, I was thinking about it. Yeah. That I was like, like, you you don't remember like that story about like the cobbler and elves would come out and help him at night and fix the shoes because he was a good guy and he was falling behind. 
They were like, there's just a lot of stuff when you make shoes. And I was like, like the elves. Yeah. Or that show with Adam Sandler where he's a cobbler and he put oh, yeah. somebody else's shoes on. If he sewed it with an old sewing machine, he'd turn into, he'd turn into them and look like them. Okay, I, I got to be honest. I stopped watching Adam Sandler oh, movies after, uh, what's the what's the one? Happy Days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those movies. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll look into it yeah. so I can have some fresh cobbler jokes well, of for course, that we were watching it going the sewing machine. Yes. And well, the I will watch it for the sewing machine. <laughs> yes. Oh, I told you we used to scout out, cap, you know, crown molding and flooring. Now oh. we're all like, ooh. Ooh, did you see that thing? Did you see the movie about sewing? Sewing? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, YouTube's troublesome that way. Oh, I, I bet. Totally like, oh, there's these guys out in, um, well, okay, everything's in the east, okay? That's just how, I don't even know where they're at. They're on that side of the country, in the east. <laughs> and they make, they make sandals, Potter and Sons, oh, and they are sons, so yeah. cool. And they studied in Italy, so the way oh, they wow. make their sandals are really simple, simplistic. It's called uh, um, Southern Polish. Yeah, Southern Polish. Anyway, oh, that's they cool. Are, they're cool. They're fun they're to watch. Sweet. That's our new Adam Sandler. I, mean, I that's actually probably saying. will watch it. I'm gonna be like, oh, oh yeah, they're so cool. So that's yeah. When we watch their stuff, I'm like, we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, about it. it. I just I, there's the gypsy in me. I just want to learn it all. That's it. And having time. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's the most time-consuming product that you guys make? And do you have an idea of how long it takes you to make it? <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about that on the way over. We think it's just custom products, mm-hmm. period. Really? Like, it can be anything from a one guy requested a wallet, a, well, a big wallet with, like, all these pockets, and it was square, and I just, you know, we quoted him first before I made it. Bad news. And I was like, so we didn't make anything on that. That was really fun. And then we made it twice. <laughs> You bought a second one. I did. Yeah. And, but, and, and you were like, between the first and the second, the price has gone up astronomically. When he said, he goes, it doesn't have a pocket here. And I go, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Just and didn't see so it. So he was carrying it around for three months and didn't know there was another pocket up at the top. I said, yeah, there is one. He goes, I don't care. I want another one. Make it okay. So, yeah, it's a really nice wallet. It's a lot like yours. Uh-huh. Just with a lot more pockets. Tons of pockets. And a, like a money, like, slot Yeah, a pouch or whatever. for your money. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the cash, cash pocket. Universal pet, yeah. Yeah, pocket. the one where you open the car, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. and then, I don't know, what's another product that's taken? Well, knife sheaths. We do knife sheaths and gun holsters. And I mean, think Rifle about a knife. Scabbards. Pocket knife, uh, a fixed blade knife. I mean, how many thousands of variations do you have? Yeah. And you have to make a pattern for every single one of those. Oof. And so you have to trace the knife, and then you have to give allowance for stitch and for edge seam. And thickness. And thickness, and you have to put what they call a weld in there, and that's the part that's the shape of the knife, but it's you never see it. Uh. It's an extra thick piece of leather that goes between the back and the front. Oh. So that you won't cut through the stitching. Oh, with, there you go. With the knife. Oh. That makes sense. And so you trace that to fit, and then we always put a hole right at the tip. 
So when the knife goes in, it seats. It doesn't wiggle. It sticks in there. And then we wet mold everything, so when you click it in, call it clicking. There's that click again. (laughs) There's another click. (laughs) Anyways, if if you put the knife or a gun in a holster or sheath and it's wet and we protect it with plastic you put it in there and then you leave it overnight and let it dry completely when you take it in and out it'll snap and you can turn them upside down and shake them and they won't come out Mm. because the leather shrinks it fits it perfectly like molds too right and so it gets to a point and then it'll click in place and stay there that's cool but you can't touch it you have to put it in there when it's wet and leave it alone. And walk away. Let it dry completely. And then usually you can't get them out. So then we oil it with some uh, Neat's Foot Oil. And that softens the fibers just enough that we can pull it out. Does it make it like a... When you pull it out? Or no, it's like a beast. Oh. It's, you can't even Like we're struggling. Really? Full I'm on, on one end, he's on the other foot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. It's pretty hard. And sometimes when they're, you make them so tight, we have to pound them on the side of the bench to get them in. Wow. And then they they seat, and then that's why you won't you don't want to mess with it, pulling it in and out. You just let it go. So then it's got to dry for 24 hours. Do you ever worry you're not going to get someone's gun or knife out? About every day. <laughs> in fact, just like this last week. For sure. You're like, this yeah. is not coming out. It's not coming out. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> and then when it's a knife, you know, there's a possibility. There's a blade, that it yeah. Take a finger or something while you're trying to pull it out. And so then every every order, you got to be like, is this one worth a finger? <laughs> right? <laughs> Are prizes worth fixing the finger? Right? That's right. <laughs> you gotta do that. Oh I thought of that. Now yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. It's like you guys are going to have to re-evaluate your price structure. <laughs> well, this one take off a finger. That's another 25 That's another $25. That's how I'm much sure. my finger is worth. I was low-balling it for sure. Sew it back on. Sew it back on. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> That's a solid no. Oh my gosh. Monty's mom was an EMT or at least was trained to be an EMT. And she was just like, I always have one rule, no stitches on the face. Like, I'm not doing it. And Rudy would always just be like, just stitch them up. And she's like, not their face, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like, and I was like, you just you're going to stitch it. Like, you were going to do it anyway if it was on their arm? <laughs> Uh, What's something you wish people understood about full grain mother products? Mm, That they get better with age, I guess, is one thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. That what you pick up is not what it will look like. It's going to totally grow with you. Like, Mm. get all this character and change colors and it gets better in the pocket. So that's what we say. It's a, it looks good now, but it's going to get better three weeks from now. Yeah, I remember you giving me that speech when I was buying my wallet. I was like, really? And you were like, yeah, and if it ever gets rough, you just pull out some oil and you'll just do this and it'll look exactly like this again. I was like, what? And you are like, yeah, it'll last for 50 years. And I was like, okay, well, this is my wallet now. <laughs> we make products that you can pass down to your children. That's, that's how. cool. That's the... That's the difference between faux yeah. and real. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I like that. 
So what's something that's been a surprise for you guys since you started Lazy Three Leather? The, the lack of knowledge that I have about running a business. Maybe this is the first one. No. Marketing. <laughs> you struggle with that. Yeah. Your guys' Instagram is great. Oh. I love it. all the videos you have on there. They're cool. Thanks. It just, I don't yeah, know, flying by the seat of my pants, for sure. <laughs> I mean... As far as, uh, you know, getting people to look, I mean, we put a family picture up, and that was, what, 20-something? Was it 20? I don't know. I think we got 20 likes out of that. That's probably one of the better ones we've had in the last time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Understanding it's, marketing strategies. Yeah, That's really understanding like marketing. a real challenge. Yeah. I don't know if that's a surprise. One thing we talked about earlier, sorry, I know I keep saying that, but... Um, no, go ahead. ...is just that... Uh, like the difference it makes for people to pick something up, right? Because yeah. they'll see a product and they're like, oh, that's nice. and But then when they pick it up, they're like, ooh. They, and, it, and it's kind of amazing to watch them see like, oh, this this is actually a high quality product. Yeah. And they can tell. Yeah. Right? But to kind of watch, that always surprises me. Like watching people kind of go through that transition of like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. And yeah, the way it feels. Like we showed some products to the company locally and you know, it's like you take out some of the leathers are all different. And we took out this one and it goes, ooh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is, actually. Do you want to touch it? It's horween <laughs> leather and it is the good stuff. So Saturday we sold three of these. Nice. And one guy came back and said, he, this was after a while, like he bought it and walked around the rest of the market. And he came back and he said, this thing's going to last me forever, and I love it. And he'd been gone 30 minutes. Yeah. And he handed me his old wallet. I'll let you do the honors to chuck it. So, yeah, no problem. And then he goes, this made it the trip here worth it. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's kind of what we're going for. Yeah. Something like that. We like stuff that we like making things that people are going to use every single day, mm -hmm. no matter what. Well, and I want it to be, too, like, I'm an emotional person, so, of course, I look at it like that, right? I'm like, I want them to have a connection with it and right. feel like they've got something that's worth their time and their energy and that they can just look like, yeah, this is something I invested in, and I love it every day. I know. Um, we had one customer did that contacted us. He had us make, like, a sleeve for his iPad and a sleeve for his phone and something else. And he's like, every morning, I put, every morning I get up and it's on my nightstand. He goes, it just, just makes me smile yeah. every Aww. day. And I was like, that's the stuff right there. That's, like, that's what I love yeah. about it, right? I want, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I want people to feel good about what they have. Yeah, and it's exciting to create something that they feel good about because they know it's going to last, and they didn't just invest in something because whatever it's the it next was the thing. Trend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I have my um, I have my wallet and I have my purse for you guys, and it's like my special events purse. Like I only take it out when we go to special. Like I was like, this is my special purse. But like every time I walk by your guys's booth, I'm like. One day, I'm buying that into Shea case. I freaking love that case. It's like gold. So I'm just like, I love it, though, that it's like something local. And I know you guys. And it's like, it's not on, like, it's not a Louis Vuitton or anything like that. It's like, I, my goal is, to, and I know exactly that that's who you were talking about because you said the leather trim. And I was like, it's a Louis Vuitton. It is a Louis Vuitton. <laughs> that was a surprise. Anyway, yeah. I was afraid to touch that bag. 
I was seriously like, yeah. oh my gosh, we cannot cut it's this terrible. open until we have like a we real whole no. plan. We said, yeah, I was like, you know, no, twenty two hundred dollar bag. Yeah, and she goes, oh, I got it. Yeah, somebody gave it to me for free. She's like, just cut it up, and I was like, oh. At that point, I was like, all right, feelings. That's fine now, but. I looked it up as soon as I saw it. I was like, this has got to be expensive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If you could start all over, what's the one thing that you wish you would have known? What do you think? For me, I know what I I would say. I would say that I would buy clicker dies as quick as possible. Oh, really? 100%. Because it literally takes... So if I was to cut this wallet out, it would probably take me, especially that ID pocket window, mm-hmm. and to get it where I was gonna actually feel good about selling it. Not just to get in the seconds box. It would, yeah, it would probably go in the seconds box about three times before I got it right. Really? Yeah, and and this would probably take about two hours to cut out wow. by hand, and I can literally do this in twelve seconds with a clicker die. How long did it take you to buy a, a clicker die? Like so you started in 2012, you messing around, and then when did you get a clicker die? So a year after we got here, we bought a press, and our first set of clicker dies that made our original wallet, and we fought back and forth. No, it's too much money, and and I was like, yeah, but we can cut out so many more of them faster. No, it's not worth it, and then we did it, and now we just have to get a die. I don't want to make anything without a die. 100%. <laughs> We're buying dies for that. It doesn't matter. Yep. Which we have, like, messed up. You know, we were talking about that, too. We we yeah. got in a hurry. Okay, that's the... I used to work for this dentist, and his saying was, the hurrier you go, the behinder you get. Oh. 100%. Right? So yeah. we were in a big hurry in forever. We're always in a big hurry now, but... I totally ordered these dies to go with another wallet that we had previously ordered parts of it and missed one, and I didn't make the corners the same. So it's like, ah, oh, suck. Now we got. <laughs> now we have to like glue it all together with the wrong corners. So it's like tight. the corners, and it's just. It's a tight corner on this yeah. one, and it was meant to be with one of our other wallets that had a forty degree radius, and so you have to sand those corners off now. Yeah, you have to take our little corner punch of it. Every time. Every time. Four corners. I'm like stinking. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Corners. But it's it's still still fast. Worth it to have a clicker day. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It is. Without question. And for you, what'd you learn? What what do you wish you would have known? Oh. I know another one that if you punch a hole in leather wrong, that's yeah. it's wasted. Not your wife is upset with you because you're wasting leather. <laughs> um, I. Oh, what would I? What do I wish I would have known? I probably had to talk to him different. Really, we work together, right? So just how to communicate communication between us, like understanding each other's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She wants to get it done, and I'm I'm the long game plan. I'm the right? long game plan. <laughs> so how do you guys work that out? Like, what's your? Do you have a process that you kind of? Do you ever be like, I'm work pissed off at you, so let's talk about work, and then you guys go inside, and you guys are like, we're fine now because we're at home. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, we're just, we we usually we usually kind of shout back and forth our point of view. And the kids vote. Yeah. 
and then and then we consider each other's angle and and most of the time she's right and so i you know i go okay we'll try it your way and on occasions i'll come out okay on the on the deal but yeah even if she's wrong you're like okay let's try it your way right oh did that not work yeah. <laughs> there's some of that yeah i'm sure there's some of that but we have we have the peers conference coming up in november yeah yeah and they boast 15,000 people. This is up in South Jordan. Oh, yeah. And it's at the, what is it, the convention center? It's the, yeah, Mountain America Convention Center. Yeah, Mountain America Convention Center. And we're, we're thinking we need about 900 keychains. Wow. Okay. Yeah. In her world, 900 keychains should be done yeah. day after tomorrow. In my world, it's 50 every morning. And so that's kind of the give and take. And it's going good now, right? Yeah. And I have to say that we've had to refill what we've sold at the farmer's market. Like you think you're getting ahead and then the farmer's market shows up and back back to square one. Do you feel like working together has made you guys closer? Like, do you feel like it's... I feel like it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well... She wanted me to quit the day we got here. I wanted to come without a job, actually. I wanted to move to St. George without a job and totally push the leather business. That's what I wanted. But we were not (laughs) ingredients. I'm like, I just am a... Right? I... See, I'm a feeling person. Right. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants. I'm like, if it feels good, we do it. Right. He's super calculated, slow going. Get it's her done good every balance, day. Though. I'm the, tur- I'm the turtle. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. But together, yeah. you guys will finish the race. That's right. So In I, medium I, time. I'll have to carry her when she's tired. <laughs> I probably wish that I had um, learned more business skills. I right. don't. I'm the one that does all the business stuff, and I've been doing it since 2012. And I'm this is just not my strong suit mm. on any level. And I don't even understand a good portion of it. Like people are like analytics, and I'm like, stop talking to me. <laughs> numbers I hate numbers like yeah. I just want to feel it I don't want I just want to feel it I don't want to feel I am I am successful oh. right that's right anyway, yeah. but. we live abundantly through yeah. our leather company <laughs> positive affirmations, affirmations. Yeah. I love it I'm I like, love I that am. you guys have them together it's cute you're like not weird at all we do this all the time <laughs> that's right. well it sometimes obviously worked yeah. so I mean sometimes yeah. when I do affirmations about it it's just like what is wrong with you? Have you <laughs> are you having an episode? And I'm like, yeah. I am. Send them to me. I'll, I'll straighten it. <laughs> okay, you need to go talk to Todd in the shed. That's right. Come <laughs> on out. Go there. out there. Yeah. Come back. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Name of Todd's inspirational book. Smells like leather and it's hot. Right. Quotes from Todd. Lessons <laughs> <laughs> from the leather <laughs> <laughs> uh, full grain no hiding look at you that's a stamp right there <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <gosh. sighs> okay. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so what motivates and inspires you guys to keep going? I, well, I don't know, have I a choice I, now, I'm right? Totally right. I know I already said this, but... You're like, I'm motivated. I'm motivated by... I've always been motivated by how I can help people get excited about something that they're doing or making or creating or whatever. So the idea that I can create something that gets somebody that excited is totally a drive for me because it's just like, it's so it's awesome. Right. I love it. Um, and then I have always been interested, like even when I was a kid, I did photography. When I was little, I was the one that took all the pictures of all the family and and I uh, and I loved to, um, and now I love design. So I guess that that's something that inspires me and then drives me is we create our own stamps. We make our oh, own yeah, stamps. Yeah. So we do all of our own designs and then that's cool. Um, Cute. To make them and every time, every time I like cut a stamp out of out of the plastic that we make them out of and then stamp it into that leather. It's just like Christmas every single day. So I'm just like, this is so awesome. I love it so much. It just, and every time I engrave leather with the laser engraver, every time, it, I just, it just thrills me every single time. <laughs> so it doesn't take much. I love it. That's awesome. I love it. Well, and for me, it's, it's like we talked earlier when somebody comes back and says, this is just awesome. Cool. So that's the, to, to me, that's what I'm going for. It's like, okay, that guy's going to be happy about his wallet forever. And then the second thing is she makes the stamps, and that's to make it easier on me. Because if you tool leather, it's usually teeny yeah. and thousands and thousands of hits <laughs> against the leather. And if you mess it up, it's not straight or something. It goes in the second spin. Second spin. <laughs> And so with her talent in making the stamps and the designs, and we can cut them out of the Delron plastic, we can make good stamps and good products in seconds. Mm. And, it, and it has that contrast, it pops. Yeah, yeah that 3D kind of look yeah. to it. That is the dark part, do you stain it dark, or do you, that's just from it compressing under the stamp? That's yeah, really so you cool. spray wow. the top with, leather, with water, the okay. top of the leather with water, just to let, and then when mm -hmm. it dries, when the surface dries, so it looks dry to you, but it's not. So remember, it's pores. Mm -hmm. The water yeah. gets sucked down in the pores. And then when you press it with, like, I mean, we're using a one and a quarter ton press when we take it to the wow. shops. When you press it with that, it just, that's what creates it. It's like wet molding fast. Oh, okay, cool. If you look at it kind of like, you know, the wet molding like click, it. then it just keeps that impression and stays. Wow. And we like cool. the puffy. And it's so yeah. the the right thing. Yeah. It yeah. puffs. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. Yeah, you just can't stop, like, touching it. It's so fun. <laughs> Rubbing, rubbing keychains. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit's foot. Yeah, it's like the, like the new little stress. Like I just gotta rub my leather keychain. I bet people do that. I bet they do too. Because I feel that way just about my wallet. I sit there and I rub my wallet sometimes because oh. I just like the way that leather Worry feels. stones, but yeah. you know, in a keychain. Worthy, wa worry wallets. Yeah. Worry wallets. <laughs> you yeah. could do that. You could just sew could a rub little hole in it. There you go. It's possible. <laughs> Hey, you're, next. Next. you're next. Okay, what's something you failed at, and then what did you learn from it? Putting holes in leather in the wrong spot. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we failed a lot at patterns, and we've learned a lot. So now I, I make the majority of the patterns. Okay. Like I create a digital file and create the pattern wow. for the leather. 
um, that's a whole thing in itself. Yeah. Jeez. So looking at like some yeah, of the, yeah, I was yeah. just even looking at some of my hand drawings earlier today, You're like rifling through all the paperwork on my desk, and I was like, oh, I've learned a lot since that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I understand how it goes together a lot more now, yeah. and I can create a pattern a lot easier. Like we even purchased a bag that we were like, oh, we like this design, so we bought a fabric bag and then measured it out and created one in a night. And that was super fun. Wow. And uh, that's the creative outlet. You know, when you're like yeah. making 800 straps, you got to stop and make something fun every once in a while. Brain damage, <laughs> yeah. and straps, brain damage. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of repeat, that's for sure. But anyway, yeah, that's that, it, it, being able to create patterns I've, I've learned a lot i failed a lot at first i don't actually I look at it and just can't even believe we created anything from them <laughs> to begin with yeah i had no idea and i i i'm impressed with myself actually what i know now that i didn't know you know a year and a half or two years ago yeah so, you always I hear people say that that you have to fail at what you do and I was the guy that would say, well, I'm not going to do it unless it's perfect. And that was kind of the second spin, you know, I'm at yeah. this junk and throw it away. But I've learned now that you have to fail at what you're doing to then make it better or make it the way you want it. Right. And you're learning when you fail, you're like, okay, I got it now. And, and for the most part, when you do something good, even if you look at it and go, it's junk, they're going to go, oh, that's the greatest thing on earth. Yeah. yeah. And so you have to, you sell that to them, and they're going to love it forever. Right. And then you take the money that you make from that and make the one that you now well, know how. <laughs> you go, they're like, okay, here it is. I failed, and but they love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And now... I'm gonna make the one that I should have made, or should the way I should have done it in the first place. Well, that's probably one thing that we probably wish that we knew to start with. Was we recently are working with a? Well, we've been working with him since we moved here. He's a laser engraver, but now we're in a different kind of working relationship where we're accountability, accountability partners. partners. So he'll send us his goals for the week, and we do the same, so we can grow oh. our business. Cool. And to. Yep, I don't remember we call his name. It eating the frog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eating the frog. Something. Yeah. So, anyway, he he, uh, this guy that he listens to this podcast that he shared with us, which I can't remember the name, of course, but he's like that eighty percent is like the sweet spot, and he's like, if you're searching or seeking for a hundred percent all the time, you will never do anything. Yeah. And so it kind of goes back to that second spin or that mistake bin, because sometimes it was just one stitch that slipped off the edge of the leather and everything else looks great. Right. Right. It was like one stitch. It's just like chucked it. And I'm like, seriously, it's just one stitch. And right. And I'm, I'm the fixer. I want to do, I want to make it right. So I'll pull all the stitches out and just like fix that stitch. He would never do that. But I'm like, how can you waste it? Like, obviously I have a problem with that. <laughs> it's one stitch. It's brain damage for yeah. me. But, out. Yeah. Anyway, but so that's something that we are learning just in the last six weeks. Is it's yeah, like okay, eat, our eighty percent for us is might be someone else's ninety hundred percent because we're looking at it with a critical eye and they're seeing it as something 
different. Yeah, I feel that way are. about the store all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, and then the other thing you talked about was eating the frog. That's something we're learning right now about eating the frog. Do the like, worst do, task first. Yeah, do the, do the hardest thing. I guess Mark Twain, I got a quote today from this friend of ours. From, he's, yeah. he's like, if it's your job to eat the frog, He's like, then eat the frog. He's like, but if it's your job and you have to eat two frogs, just eat the biggest one first. <laughs> like Mark Twain. Mark Twain. I'm like, that's so funny. And totally, today was like a frog eating day. Yeah. A whole bunch of paperwork frog eating day. Yeah. And I, that's why I feel like a failure in a sense, or like I'm not, I'm not fulfilled today. That's what it is. Because I had a goal to complete 800 straps. <laughs> and I was going to get it done. It seems outrageous. And instead, I don't even I know what goes into it. Well, it's a lot of clicking. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of cl- a lot of clicking. <laughs> it sounds just like that in case you want to have the experience as well. Unless you do and it it's wrong. Fun. You then you think it. it's going through oh. the floor. Yeah. Or oh. you're like, I can't believe it didn't cut. Yeah. You have to cut it by hand. That's not fun. <laughs> oh, There's so much to it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the ones that everybody talks about is eating the frog and just give him the pickle. Have you heard that one? Uh-uh. Uh, it's like this whole thing where the guy's like, it's a restaurant chain. They used to give their customers a free pickle when they'd go through it. And then somebody changed it and they're like, okay, now it's a dollar for the pickle. And the lady comes through and she's like, where's my pickle? And he's like, well, we don't do that anymore. You have to pay a dollar for the pickle. And the lady loses her mind. <laughs> and the guy's just like, I'm still not giving you a pickle. We've changed our thing. And so the lady leaves. She's like, you've lost me for life. I'll never come back. And he calls the boss and he's like, oh, this lady just lost her crap over a pickle. And he's like, why didn't you just give her a pickle? Like, just give them the pickle. Like, it's a pickle. You know, like, just give her the pickle. Like, this is the hill you're dying on. And he's like, oh. But it's like, yeah, swallow the frog and eat the pickle. Give him the pickle. Yeah. 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 And he's probably thinking, I'm going to get in trouble if I give this lady a pickle. And it's just like, obvious. he's like, there are going to be people that are going to be emotional about the pickle. Give him the pickle. He was like, it doesn't matter. My sister has a hot mustard experience at McDonald's. <laughs> she got banned from McDonald's once in Green, Colorado. They're like, you can knock a over hot mustard. I can't remember if they like wouldn't give it to her. They wouldn't give her enough. I can't. I'm like, you don't seem like you can handle this. <laughs> So we joke a lot about the hot mustard experience. Oh, that's my gosh. Funny. That's yeah. amazing. The hot mustard. There you go. That's right. It'll stick with you from the hot mustard. <laughs> well, then, uh, what's been your biggest success and what have you learned from that? Hmm. You just got to go for it. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'd say quit your job. <laughs> Be 100% in. Listen to your wife. Yes, listen to your wife. So that's when your biggest success. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Or just and well and learning how to um, what I learned from this experience was appreciating the slow a little bit more because I really would have jumped up a long time ago and I kind of feel like I have to wait a long time but I can see that I'm learning now that the timing is correct, even yeah. though I'm like, go, 100%, right? And he's like, nah, just a little slower. <laughs> and I'm seeing that there's wisdom in it, that I, that it's good that I have to learn that. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm an incredible starter. She's an incredible finisher. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know if that's our, that's success between us. I don't know. Yeah. Right, since we're as far as together. a product, I would say so. Okay, so here's the story. It's Valentine's. I can't remember what year. It's oh, probably a minute ago. <laughs> probably 2015. We have a friend that owns an embroidery business in Colorado, in Craig, Colorado, and he purchased a laser engraver. And so I was all over him. Can't do this. Do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. He he had it like a day, <laughs> right? And it's Valentine's Day, <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, this is what I want. And I wanted to say, I wanted a, a metal ring, like a chrome ring, basically a washer, but polished, you know. Uh-huh. I wanted to say, for all eternity, uh, 2000, or uh, 1998, our wedding year, okay? And he's, all day, I got, I got it to him the night before, and he keeps calling me, I can't get it to stick, man. It won't stay. It's not working. It's not going. And he would, he have to spray a 3M chemical on it. So a product, product by 3M, the 3M Corporation. And then you laser it, and it's supposed to leave the dark spots. And he would wipe it, and it would wipe off. And he had a setting wrong. And he, I mean, he had it a day. He didn't know what to do. And it's getting later and later and later. And it's Valentine's, and I got nothing. So I cut out an inch and a half circle, and I hand stamp it on there. And she's three feet away from me in the laundry room. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. you know, hiding it from her. And so we're going down there, and I'm like, okay, so I got to tell you what's going on here. We've been trying to get this right, and I can't get it right. They can't get it right. And so I gave her the keychain. And she marketed it. And I think within a month, we sold 250 of them to Marquette University. Wow. Yeah, and then we made them for, like, hotel door keys and yeah, all hand-stamped. Oh Each letter. Oh. It was intense. Oh. Welcome to the stamp. Why we make the stamp there. That's why we make the stamps now. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. we threw a ton away. I mean, you'd make a mistake, and I was like, that letter is too hard. You misspelled love! <laughs> <laughs> or, you, or you had the stamp upside down, yeah, right? Yeah, we like, oh, that's a oh, double. Love! They're little eighth-inch letters, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they don't mold them the same, so you no. can't just... Uh-uh. You have to look at it. Yeah. Tap each one. Oh, I had it upside down. Yeah. It's a millimeter off. And you can get 17 characters around an inch and a half. And if number 17's wrong... Yeah. Oh. And then we hand-stained them all and cut them all. And we had, like, yeah, we just... Yeah, it was just... Sprayed them. Did all this finish on them. It was a ton of work. It was for dorm rooms at Marquette University. So we had to put the dorm name and the room number on each one of those. 250 of them. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but that's how the keychain started, and I still carry it. <laughs> I still have it. That's I awesome. I'm totally a surprise person. I'm like, don't give me that generic thing. Like, I want to. I want to know you thought about it. And he did. <laughs> he did. Just late. Yeah. Panic. No, it was perfect. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the leather one better anyway. Yeah. Than, yeah. Uh, well, obviously. Than the metal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably, that's why we're sitting here talking about yeah. lazy three leather, leather and not lazy three metal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so what makes Utah special? You had an answer earlier. Yeah, so um, I grew up in northern Utah mm -hmm. and loved my childhood. And then I moved here for college. And then we were in Colorado, and I felt like I was supposed to move back here. Didn't know why. Had no clue of the makers community that we have here uh -huh. and uh, I think in our makers community we get the we get the power of working together and that there's more than enough for everybody yeah and that uh, because we have so many that means so many more people come and see you because of everybody else yeah. and that's the point you know they might love my stuff this week but they might come back because they loved mine and then buy yours. Right. Because it's something new. Or right. it's because we offer it. And I always remember uh, Eagle Hardware. You guys remember that um, hardware store? Uh -uh. So Eagle Hardware was kind of the unique. You could get that unusual tool. So I'd always shop there. And then they got bought out by Lowe's oh. and Lowe's and Home Depot compete in the generic mm -hmm. and I think the makers community in southern Utah brings back that yeah. one of a kind unique mm -hmm. I, you know I like what they make but can I have it this way right. and I think that's huge because mm -hmm. we get ideas we're creative and to get a Away from brain damage of 800 knife drops, <laughs> we make something that they want. So I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> I was thinking while I was talking. I'm like, what makes Utah special? I always go back to well, anyway. Um, people that move here, like I met people since we moved here that are drawn here they're yeah. drawn to this area and they're drawn to it because it's beautiful yeah. right but they also come with this like spirit of adventure and excitement and they're unique people and so it creates this really cool environment yeah that um we did not have in colorado no and so it's been really cool to be here to see that like i'm not from utah right yeah. i'm from canada so um but that's been a really neat thing to witness um, we homeschool our kids. We've been homeschooling our kids since our oldest was old enough for school. And um, even the homeschool community here is incredible. Yeah. Like, I just, the people here are amazing. And it's because they come here with this desire to be in this environment that's enriching. Right. And so they enrich us all. I don't know, it's just been a really neat experience to be here. Yeah. That's I awesome. Colorado's yuppies. Well, we were in not the yuppie area. <laughs> <laughs> They're there now. I'm just Denver kidding. Denver is full of yuppies. Yeah, yeah Denver's a interesting Boulder experience. looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Northwest Colorado is awesome. That's where we, we were born and bred in the oil fields. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, what's been your favorite part about the Mofaco community? Cat. Cat! <laughs> Actually, so we met Cat at the. Small, the, what is it? Small business Small Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. at Atwood yeah. Innovation Plaza. So, yeah, you're pretty awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of weird to say where we're sitting here, but yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but it's because you have a desire to grow, to help people grow, well, and their businesses. 
And so that's my opinion of that. Like Malvico is awesome because you are here to like help us all grow. I mean, I'm sitting here doing a podcast. That's not something I would have done on my own, 100%. And it was a frog today, by the way, for me. <laughs> We're one of the frogs. You're one of the things. You're the important thing I needed to get done that we almost forgot. But, um, you know, we were cutting out nice drops. <laughs> I had a goal, okay? <laughs> but um, anyway, just, yeah, I feel like people are, they want to help each other. Yeah. That's what's really cool about it. Yeah. And they're genuine that's the other really neat thing about it. You can feel that they're genuine. Yeah. I love that. I agree. The cool thing for me is that um, because of the attitude of everybody, um, people have started asking us to make things for them to sell. Yeah. Um, but they're integrating their product into our product. Right. Or vice versa. They're creating a new product by using both. And I think that that is where we want to go. We I wanna, love that. Yeah, we want to go with, well, we, we're working with a soap maker to make snip sauce. Yeah. And so it's that type of thing. How What, what goes with leather that everybody makes? And how can we add leather to their product and sell it? Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. I love, I've seen that happen with a couple of artists in here. Like, there's just, like, they get these bonds and then they just do this really cool synergy just happens. And I love it. I love it. It's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Excited. So, do you guys have a favorite book or publication or social media account that you guys find inspirational or profound? Odin Leather Goods. Yeah, Odin Leather Goods is out of say. Texas, and he's he's pretty inspirational. He does a morning. Him and Don Gonzalez, they do this like morning. It's Monday workshop podcast, and he's open and willing to share what he learns. And um, he's been doing leather like he's since 2012 too, which is interesting. But he was more full time before us. But his business has really grown. And nice. he's, but he wants to share, like we sent him a message on Instagram recently and I'm like, what is that thing that you use to put Tokeno on because we need a new plan? You know, whatever little tips and tricks he has. And he just answered me back and said, here's a link. I'm like, awesome. Thank you. Right. He's not, he's not afraid yeah. to share what he's learning in the, in, in the soup that he's in. Like, yeah. you know, they opened up a retail store in March of 2020. Wow. And yeah, it's bad just, timing. you know, crazy, but they've, they've totally made it work. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's still open. So he's really no inspirational. Problems. I like to watch his stuff. Wow. He's just really open about what he does. And it's that attitude of, of there's more than enough for everybody. Yeah. And so share your tips. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah, hide. Don't compete. Don't hide yeah. your yeah. talent <laughs> under the bushel. Under yeah. the bushel. Share with everybody. Hide. Yeah. yeah. The hide. Okay. Right. Don't hide it under the hide. <laughs> don't yeah. hide, yeah. Don't be the no wet. Hide <laughs> <laughs> no don't, hide. Don't be the wet woolen blanket on the spark of hope. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's just gonna be a stamp. Yeah. I I think one other thing too, whatever, I don't know why this really goes, but just the non-competing thing. Like yeah. that's one thing we learned from our class. That's what our in- instructor said. He was just like, there is more and enough. 
like quit competing with each other. Yeah. Like if you are creating a product that people love, then it's word of mouth and they're going to find you and you can then turn around and do the same thing for someone else. Yeah. And so it's just a really cool community that gets created when yeah. you quit competing with each other and just see what you can do with each other instead, yeah. like yeah. how you can work together. So that's an interesting thing that we've noticed about other makers that have become very successful in their in, in making like leather goods is they were all either marketing or video. Mm. That was their background. Yeah, having the, even photography, having a photography background is like, takes you leaps beyond. Yeah, it's really interesting. So like yeah. looking goods, that's what he did previously was like videography. Then he just was like, oh, leather's cool. Let's do something with it. And, and uh, old in leather goods, he was a ma- he was a marketing guy. That's what he did, and he even did that yeah. on the side until he went full time. And stock and, and stock barrel, and barrel was he was a video guy for a big company, yeah. a camera bag company. Yeah, and they're local in Utah, stock and barrel. Oh. They're up in Ogden. Yeah, they're in Ogden. And they, oh, that's cool. They've done a lot. Like, yeah, it, but they grew from like nothing to like really fast. What's his last name? Mm-hmm. Parker. I forget. <laughs> Anyways, I it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I remember stock and barrel. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, why should people buy local? because it creates awesome energy in your community. That's one thing. And it totally builds up the people around you, right? Like yeah. you start to yeah. feel confidence in yourself and that gives confidence to other people. It's just like a great yeah. circle, you know? Yeah, it makes unique possible. Uh, I think too often you'll get people that'll buy, I won't say the name of the wallet, but a small wallet with some bungee cord on the front of it. And they'll buy this wallet, and hundreds of thousands of them they'll sell. And then they, they're gone in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And the next new thing is there, and the masses will buy it, but it's just a little bit off. And I think that the maker community makes the little bit off and a little bit better possible. Yeah. Well, and it, I think it grounds people in their community. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like it creates, like I know I'm an emotionally based person, so there you go. But that's how I feel, right? Like if you're thinking about buying a natural product or a product, not a natural product, but a local product, you're going to know the person that made it. Yeah. You're going to get to know them a little mm-hmm. more. You know, you're going to share it with people around you because you know them. And so it like grounds you in your community. Yeah. Oh, look right here. We got two cups on the table. And that restaurant's just here. You yeah. know, 100 feet away from here. Yeah. And this was made by a local laser engraver that is nice. now our accountability partner. <laughs> and then I have my repurposed Helena's honey jar. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know, she pulls that out and starts drinking it. I was like, is that liquid honey? I was like, what are you doing? Like, there's some honey in it, probably. There is some honey in it. <laughs> no, it's my tea. <laughs> she was like, you want some? I was like, no, it's just, I can't get past the fact that it looks like liquid honey. So no. <sighs> okay, you have, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you guys would like to share? Hmm. No, not really. We just like being here. Yeah, I love know. Southern Utah. It's Haven't had winter since we moved here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, hey. thank you guys yeah, so thanks much. Thanks for talking with us. Great. This thank was you. fun. Yeah. If you enjoyed listening, 
please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you found this podcast, especially on iTunes. If you have a specific question that you would like to ask us or our farmers, makers, or educators, send us an email at podcast at mofacoutah.com and let us know. Another way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporting member starting at only $2 a month. We have different levels of membership that grant access to special members-only swag like shirts, hats, bags, magnets, and stickers that show your support for your local community. To learn more, please visit mofacoutah.com slash podcast slash support. Make sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram at Mofaco Utah. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in your feed in two weeks. But until then, we we hope to see you at the co-op. The music for this episode was created by Southern Utah local Jake Shepard.